everybody. It is LeVac and guys on the live show. Make sure that you, uh, you, you, uh, was it, uh, like subscribe, comment, uh, again, do a little dance, make a little love, have fun tonight. Uh, that's, that's how you show everybody that you're a big fan of, uh, LeVac and guys. The amount of times I run into people uh, recently back up in New York and it's like, man, I miss that show with you and the other guy. And then I go, Gaz? And they go, no, not him. I go, oh, but was it Gaz? And they go, yeah, that one. Um, and then I say, well, we still do a podcast. And they're like, what's it called? And I'm like, LeVac and Gaz. And they go, oh, where do I find it? I'm like, where you find every podcast? No, I got podcasts. I don't see that one. No, no, we're there. No, we're there. Also on Tech East Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page, Godzilla's YouTube, and uh, of course, Gaz's Twitter, because Gaz, uh, you know, has to be the center of all things. So um, I'm here. I'm here in the, um, I, there's a palm tree in my front yard. Okay. That's where I am. Ooh. Palm tree in the front yard here in an um, Airbnb in Columbus, Georgia, living the good life, my friends, living the good life. Yeah, I was going to say, for those who don't have the visual side, our audio audience does not see our wonderful graphic. This is LeVac live from Columbus, Georgia. I think I spelled Columbus right. Uh, for those who have not been following, what has taken you down south out of this cold, frigid New York weather? Uh, Delta Airlines and groom transportation. Oh, no, you mean why am I here? I thought you said, you said what? Oh. <laughs> I, I might phrase that wrong. <laughs> Part, part owner of the uh, Columbus Lions, man. Uh, you know, controlling the majority stake down here, trying to get things going. We had um, we had a sales rep uh, leave for the fan control football league, so um, down here looking to replace that lovely individual. Uh, down here, meet with clients, and we had our first open tryouts. Coach McKinney and the crew uh, got after it with a bunch of guys. Had um, about 30, 40 guys come out try out for the team, and. A lot of bigs. We're able to add like there's there's gonna be some uh, some linemen coming out of that camp that will that will probably make the team. The cool thing about down here is you're so close to Auburn and Atlanta and everything else that you're getting like top notch athletes by the by the busload. They're coming in to try out for the team because they're here. It's like well, well, I'm I'm nearby. Let's see if I can make a football team. And it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. It was fun to watch. It was a really good it was a really good tryout. Um, DeAndre Brown. Uh, you know, Joel Green, as well as uh, Ken Washington, some of the some of the great Lions players came out and just helped run drills. Like, didn't no one told them they had to? Of course, they're invited to everything. They took the time to come out and help these guys and see, you know, help us see who will be a good member of the Lions moving forward. Exciting stuff, man. We've heard so many different stories, especially about the indoor game where open tryouts have put guys on rosters, guys who whether it's Division two, division three, maybe someone who's just stepped away from the game and their skill set, just hitting the gym and being a local athlete has got them back on the field. That is, I know we've, you and I've talked about and seen so many open trials before, and now you get in a different setting in a different state. It's so exciting because a lot of these guys have the expectation of maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, but all of a sudden you have a good tryout. It can happen. And those guys could be a part of the roster, which is such a really, truly amazing part of the NAL and Columbus, and everything else. Uh, I was going to... I don't think you and I talked about this at all, and now I'm going to like throw a curveball at you. Also, the schedule came out, by the way, and yeah. the Columbus Lions are kicking off the 2023 season. Standalone game on yeah. April 1st. Feature. That's what Feature. happens when, that's what happens when you, know, you have the Lion King. Uh, everybody knows where the ratings, where the eyeballs are going to be, uh, so that nobody wanted a piece of it. San Antonio said, we'll, we'll be more than happy to take our first loss to you, O Lion King. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, then the following week is when you'll see everybody else start playing their foosball. Because then, like, you know, again, everyone's seen how great it is here. Now we can go back to your regular schedule programming. That's That's pretty much how it works out. I was going to do a follow-up as to the NAL schedule, but I feel like that answers what I want, actually. You know what? That's good enough. That, that's good enough for me. Uh, so it's expanded teams now. We've got West Texas in the league. We've got Fayetteville in the league. So that means with an expanded schedule, an expanded league, more weeks to be played, an earlier kickoff. All great news for the NAL in 2023. And this is the earliest the schedule's been out since I've been a part of the NAL, which I think is a big compliment to Commissioner Siegfried and uh, Steve Curran from the executive board, Steve Shatola, who congrats to Shatola, who was, you know, he was a big member of the media crew for the league. He's now accepted a full-time position with the Jags. So, Whoa, congrats to him. Yeah, That's awesome. Absolutely. Good guy, works his ass off, and it's good to see him get rewarded. So um, just to get the schedule done and out as fast as we have. And, and it means that everybody, like in the past – you always have these issues where like one arena uh, changes their availability or this or that or other thing. And and I think that happens when you're a newer league. I think arenas are like, eh, you'll be okay. But now that we've established who we are and we're adding, I think you're seeing a lot of the places and everything take us a little more seriously and things are getting done at a better level. So crazy schedule for us. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Definitely some marquee matchups. Um, it's going to, like, it's fun because obviously for Coach McKinney and myself coming from uh, that team up north, that's a big game for us. But everybody here, because Coach Gibson left here and went to Jacksonville, and that was already their rivalry, that's the game. Like, like we could pretty much go, you know, 2-12, and 12 and everybody would be like, that's, as long as you get those two against Jacks, it's okay. Uh, where me, I want to at least go 4-10. Four, four and 10. But um, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun schedule. Uh, overall, by the way, there are now three bye weeks. Is yeah. that because of Iron Man? Iron Man changing that stuff just because how schedules fall? I know there's probably a schedule format, or you like we see the NFL, like that big, huge homeland. Okay. Hopefully, that's still a reference people get, like the big chart back there. I don't know if that was a <laughs> considered triple bye week. How many, if at all, details do you have about that new part of the league this year? There's a couple things, obviously. Yeah, the, the players' health is paramount, but availability to arenas you know like everybody everybody forgets that no one was able to do shows no one was able to make money for how many years so now all of a sudden they're trying to pack their their house all they as much as they can so they'll give each team a list of available dates so then we give those available dates to the league the league then puts together a schedule and you know and there's points in it where you get you know, it's not going to be perfect for everybody. It's like a great compromise. Nobody's fully happy when they walk away. But you needed to do the three bye weeks for health, for scheduling, for availability. Um, you need there's there's teams that are going to have more home because of of the other things in the past. Like it's weird. Like it's it's definitely one of those ones. Like you you know you bring up Homeland the board. I think of a beautiful mind where like I can just see like the like Steve Kerr and the rest of the league with like yarn going. All right. Well, if we do this one, then we can. And like, there's one over the other corner. It's the you know they're put in teams for like five years ago because they've been in there for so long and they've run out of coffee. Like, but they get it done, and and now we're gonna be ready to play. I'm pumped, man. Awesome. April first kickoff. Albany Empire fans. I got my Empire shirt on, by the way. The throwback shirt on right Ooh. now on this day. The Empire kickoff their Ooh. season Saturday. Never heard of them. 
April 8th out in West Texas. The first scheduled home game for the Empire is Sunday, a Sunday game against the Columbus Lions on April 16th. So mark that on your calendar. Who? Uh, yeah. let's talk let's talk all a little right. baseball Levac. I know you're excited about the NAL season Columbus at Albany uh, it's been a very interesting weekend for our favorite teams but before we get to that let's tell you about our friends over at Mohawk Honda Glenville New York is the spot for you if you're looking for a new vehicle I'm excited to tell you that we will be broadcasting live for Mohawk Honda this upcoming Thursday for more information check out gonzalomedia.com but we'll be broadcasting live this Thursday where you can watch us we're going to be doing our weekend show that day so those are our double shows next week and shout out to my guy Cam McKenna mother-in-law all the way from Syracuse is getting a vehicle in Glenville New York thanks Woo-hoo. to Cam and Mohawk Honda they had the best deal across upstate New York she was looking across upstate New York from as far west as Geneva north to Watertown and more she found the best price the best deal for her in glenville new york shout out to cam shout out to greg johnson lindsey Heron, and everybody else doing it so no matter where you're listening it is worth the call the text the email the drive to glenville new york to find your vehicle shout out to scott moynihan shout out to everybody over there who's doing a great thing that's helping people find the new vehicles for 2022 2023s are on the way get a great price for those as well and trade in your vehicle for a price you probably never thought you could still get here in late October 2022. Again, we'll be there October 27th. Mohawk Honda. Follow them on social media. They always go out of their way to please you. You were laughing at me there. (laughs) Excitement of my mother-in-law scoring brownie points with her? Is that kissing up to her too much? Well, you said the 27th. I land in Albany at like noon on the 27th if everything goes according to plan. And then I'm hopefully going to have time to shower get my S together and then get over to Mohawk. When I got here in Columbus, so I, I got up three o'clock in the morning, six o'clock flight, airport's packed, just absolutely packed. So I lined up down the road, down the hallway to get in all that stuff, land, get on a, the transportation shuttle from Atlanta to Columbus, which is like an hour and a half hour, 45 minutes, took over two hours because there was an accident, get to the place. One of the other owners, Josh, is down here in his pickup to grab me. He goes, hey, you want to grab lunch? I'm like, I am freaking starving. I had like a protein bar this morning. I didn't think I was going to be rushed like I was into all these different places. We go meet, like Carabas is a is a, a sponsor down here. We go, he takes me across. So now here I am in a, uh, a Michigan hoodie, U Albany gym shorts. I got my slide, my Under Armour slides that I rock. <laughs> With socks on because I'm in the airport and it, whatever. And I like to get the slide off shoes for the airport. I don't know we're going to meet a freaking client. I walk in looking like a freaking hobo. <laughs> Dude's so excited to talk and meet. He agrees to like, you know, do a meal deal for the team and do all these other things for the fans. Like we get everything done. I walk out. I'm like, apparently I need to look homeless at all these meetings because it worked well. So now all I'm thinking of is if something gets delayed and I have to go right from the plane to Mohawk Honda on Thursday. What kind of shape am I going to be in? I will give everybody the heads up that Levac will be in rare form. We have a four o'clock scheduled kickoff is what I'm going to call it. We are scheduled to go on the air at four o'clock in Mohawk. If there are any delays, I will let everybody know that Levac will be here at some point. And uh, <laughs> we don't know what he's going to look like. We don't know what he's going to smell like. We don't know how he's going to be feeling. Because, you know, sometimes the planes have a scent to them. 
because of oh. the people you're around and travel and 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 I'm fat, you know. So that's there's that, you know. You never know. You just never know. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be intriguing, shall we say? So. Uh, I was hoping at this point, Levac, on this weekend. And now as we move into late October, yeah, uh, our our audio side, that is a big, big New York Yankees chain Levac is holding up. Unfortunately, ALCS is far it's from going in. Yeah. It's oh, over. it's over. Okay. It's over. The Yankees are going to win four They're gonna, against the Astros. Yeah, I, Listen, here's here's the deal. I, I don't know exactly what it is about the Astros that they have the – they're just they just own the Yankees. Like that who's your daddy chant? It's the Astros. Whether they're cheating, whether they're not cheating, they own the Yankees. Maybe they're cheating again. Maybe that's how. We'll find out. But it's just the Astros are that damn good. And for whatever reason, as soon as the Yankees get up against them, they pee their pants. And they pee their pants. They're down three. You know, you got to win four before they win one. I just, I have seen nothing to lead me to believe that the Yankees have the ability to do that. The Astros are now poised to get to their fourth World Series, their fourth American League pennant in less than eight years. They lost the Nationals. The Dodgers are in that mix where they beat them. Um, I know there's another one that I'm blanking on right now that the Astros actually came and were in an opportunity to win one. Oh, the Braves last season. There you go. The Braves was last season. So they could go back to back here. I look at this series and I know social media is blasting Aaron Boone today about decisions. You gotta, you have to have an offense. Like people could point to Aaron Boone and say it's Boone. He should have kept Cole in. And I know Michael K is going viral with his rant about taking Cole out too soon. That's all well and good. Sure, Trevino versus Cole, you're paying Cole a ton of money to not come out of the game. I understand that. But eventually it comes down to, can your offense, baseball 101, produce runs, give you an opportunity to win a game, and put you in a spot where you can turn to your closer, you can turn to your bullpen, and win you the game? There's no no offense. Verlander and company and everybody across Houston has shut down the New York Yankee offense. That's the story of the ALCS. People can point to Boone. They can point to Cashman. They can point to everybody else. You let off saying it. It's about Houston being set up to beat the Yankees, owning the Yankees. And that's about as simple as it is. Like, we could dive into analytics and everything else. Houston's been flat-out dominant across the board in this series. And that's the most frustrating part that, look, we got to go back a little bit, like five years ago. And I know you're going to know this quote as soon as I say it. Michael Case said something about the Yankees in 2017 that this unfortunately is, this is seemed the to be worst true. Right? Yankees team we're going to see for the next five years. He said that in he, 2017. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so now this is supposed to be a World Series team. This is supposed. That's what it's supposed to be. And and they are like look at the roster. They are. They're just not playing like they are. And 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 for Michael K to be freaking out over a pitching decision, I. I guess you know what? Maybe maybe he's right. Maybe if you lose three zero, it's okay. Like you scored it no runs. It doesn't zero. matter. It doesn't matter. You scored zero runs. This is a roster that even against the best pitching, you should be able to put four runs on the board. And they suck. They're just not they're not the same team that they were during the run. And and I would love for somebody to tape this and then in game seven. The Yankees are winning and playing. Oh, dude, you gave up. Okay, yeah, I did because they were down three nothing to a team that they that slapped the crap out of them for the last like ten years. Yeah, I, I would love. I, I have given up. And the worst part of all of it, the worst part of all of it, is somehow somebody must have kicked over the dumpster full of hot garbage that Red Sox fan has been sleeping in since they got eliminated months ago, and they're treating this like a victory for them. 
I literally saw someone post, at least we won two games against the Astros. Dude, you lost the series. It doesn't matter how you lost the series. You lost the series. Like, tell me, tell me you're a loser without saying you're a loser. Yeah, we lost better than you. Like, that's, that's your goal? So the Yankees drag this to a game seven. Do you guys all shut the fuck up? No, you won't because you're idiots. You're friggin'. Just... Benny Wednesday? Where's Benny Wednesday coming from? Benny, Wednesday. Benny Wednesday is insane. Like, he's a weird little dude. That's all there is to it. Like, it's, I always thought he was Russell from Up. I think he's like Russell from Up's evil twin. Oh, no. So, like, if this is just like Star Trek, he's supposed to have like a, a bad goatee. That's how you know, like, it's evil Kirk. Cool. So, like, I think it's, yeah. So, this is, so I think Benny Wednesday is evil Russell. Like, he, if Benny Wednesday was in the movie up, as soon as the as soon as Carl, the poor old man, tries to fuck, he's there with a BB gun taking out the balloons. That's it. That's that's who <laughs> Benny Wednesday is. He's Very the killer Benny. of all things good. Benny Wednesday once said that his favorite pizza from Pizons was the microwave pizza, the the oven pizza, the frozen oh, one. No, no, no. And it's no, like no. it's like, dude, you do a pizza review for that place, and you usually do a good job. I've learned a lot of different pizzas that they had there because of him. But when you say your favorite is the frozen, you lose all credibility. And, and he's mocked for it relentlessly in the Empire office still. When I'm in town, I make a point to point out that Benny Wednesday is a jerk. That's what I do. That's why I'm there. Looks like a nice little guy. The, right, but he's talking about the Red Sox. Like, LeVac, it's not too late. To, I saw it was on social media. Like, Red Sox, this is not your moment. I, I totally right. agree on this. Like, right. look, the Yankees put themselves as a franchise in a better opportunity to play for a World Series championship. You've done everything you can. You know who you have to be. You have to get by Houston. Seattle at times tested Houston. Maybe not enough, obviously, to punch a ticket to the ALCS for Seattle. Mariner fan, I know they're bitter a little bit, but let's take it for what it is. You ended your playoff drought. You won a series against Toronto when you're the underdog, really, when you think about it. So it's Houston in this spot. And the thing about the Houston Astros, which is remarkable, is as close as they are to the World Series, I don't think this is the best Houston team of the last seven, eight years, right? George Springer's not yeah, there anymore. Very close. Garrett Cole's not there anymore. This team was not built to be as successful as past Astro teams. This is not even the, look, I, I get it's going to be known as the trash can era, but that Sports Illustrated team that said, hey, we're going to blow this whole thing up and we're just going to bring in prospects. I guess it was called Astro Ball or whatever Sports Illustrated wants to call it now. Last year. Host, right. Uh, post trash cans and everything else. This team was not, the, the run's supposed to be over. Houston is not supposed to be here anymore. And that's what's even more frustrating about the Yankees where you made the roster adjustments. You brought in what you needed. And this just doesn't work. And I look, whatever happens, probably by the time we talk next week, I'm with you. It's 3-0, it's 3-0. It's, it's happened once in the history of baseball. Uh, only a few times in the history of sports has it ever happened in the playoff format. I don't know what's next for the Yankees' future. Like, does it make – here's an interesting question. Does Houston's dominance in the ALCS more likely, less likely, or no effect at all in the future of Aaron Judge? I, I think it's – I think it's – I don't. it should have no effect, right? right? I mean, you're here because of what he did. Um. It should have no effect. It's going to have an effect on whether or not the Yankees resign Judge. And I think the reason it's going to have an effect on it is the evil one himself, Randy Levine. I can I can picture Randy Levine just sharpening his knives right now, going, "Well, we're going to cut this contract down a little bit because you couldn't hit me home runs in the in the in the ALCS." 
we barely beat the we barely beat the Guardians. No one even knows they're the Guardians. They're still calling the Indians. We barely beat them. You're not you're not a big star, Aaron Judge. You're not Derek Jeter would have had home runs. Like he he's gonna t- and then that, if I'm Judge, I look at him, I give him the old salute, and I walk out the door, and I go take my gajillion dollars from the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, that's frustrating. I I lean towards no effect either because okay, so what if they had lost in five games? What if they had lost in yeah. seven games? What if they had lost in the World Series? Like Aaron Judge's statistical output this season, especially in the regular season, is not it's not going to change once you hits the postseason. And it, hell, if he was more successful in the postseason, so what's the number? Four hundred million, three hundred and fifty. Right. You had all these opportunities. Right. You had all season long to offer him more money. Now, look, Judge could have said no. Judge could have said, I'm going to cash out when I'm ready to cash out. I'm going to bet on myself, all the other stuff you hear in sports. He could have re- realistically done that. What I'm fascinated by here over the next few weeks with the Yankees is if it does end. So what could happen in the span of about a month is that this Yankee team, I know we just did the Astros. You could make a really good case that this 2022 Yankee team is the best Yankee team of the last six to seven years, talent-wise. Pitching, yeah. hitting, performance, infield. You've got everything covered. Maybe Chapman would have been nice if he could actually throw heat like he used to. That would have been fine. But really. Or was it just a head case? Right. Like division champions, all that stuff. This is the best Yankee team you have. So what could happen over the next month is that the Yankees fall short again to Houston of all teams. Look at my finger whacked out on the visual side. Uh, You could fall short to Houston. I hear Rex. Rex is home. (laughs) (laughs) You could fall short to Houston on this side. And Aaron Judge can walk. Right. Holy hell, Brian Cashman. You thought the heat was turned up before. Those two things are truly realistic. And if you are even the, you and I have talked about Brian Cashman a ton in the history of this show. Right. This is going to be the most heat he's ever been under in that month span of what he's put together. But I think we have to be careful too, because there is, there is always the chance, and no one ever wants to believe this, that the player does ask for something unreasonable, Right. That, sure. that the player's yeah. representation asks for something unreasonable. Where if, you know, the Yankees don't, won't have that same um, gravitas. They won't, they won't have the ability to say, look, we know what we're doing because you haven't won since 09. But there's a chance judges, people walk in and go, yeah, we want, we want 12 years. We want 525 million. We want all these things. And, it, and it, even, even the unlimited resources of the Yankees become limited because of it. And they have to go, Aaron, here's a very fair deal. Here's 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 seven years, four hundred ten million, some nonsense, some ridiculous number. It's just over the top. And he goes, no, because I want ten. I want to prove that I'm only thirty. I'm not. I'm not. You know, over the hill. And if you give me ten years, it proves that. Whatever. I can see a scenario where that happen. That kind of stuff happens again. Maybe not Judge. Maybe not the Yankees. Maybe the maybe the people negotiating for Judge's agent. And then the Yankees have to say no. They just have to. He goes somewhere else. Maybe he's good for two years and he falls off. But Yankee fan is gonna is gonna freak out for two years. Everybody freaked out when Cano left. Cano left for way too much money in Seattle, and we found out very quickly that he was not worth the money. Found out very quickly he had been cheating, and and the Yankee fan even then was like grumbling, like, "Yeah, but it would have been okay if he was here." It's like, no, dude. Sometimes you gotta let these guys go. So I'm hoping this thing works out with Judge, but if for some reason it doesn't. I think everybody needs to, you know, the words of our buddy Trav, pump the brakes, take a breath, and wait and see what happens next. It, it does suck that they didn't sign anybody last year because we thought they were saving that money for Judge. And if they don't use that money on Judge now, they've got to do something. They've got to bring in somebody. 
But I mean, you've seen you've seen how smart and heady the Martian is. If you've been watching the Arizona Fall League, you've seen Jason Dominguez take advantage of the of the new system where you can challenge a called strike. That's a heady player. He's a he's now a six tool player. He's got the brains too. So there you go. Arizona Fall League proving once again to be the greatest in competition and show you that you've got a player like Jason Dominguez on the way up and a farm system that's pretty stacked. So thank you again to the Arizona Fall League. How could you do that? That should be an art form we just watched there, that I was all ready to argue about how Cashman and the contracts for the Yankees, and you set it up for me, and I'm all ready to go. And then not only the Arizona Fall League mentioned, which I got three tweets before 7 a.m. on a weekend, but here's what even twisted me more. If you're listening to this in Central New York or Syracuse, you know that Jason Dominguez helped the double-A squad, the Somerset team, not Trenton anymore, it's Somerset, win the Eastern League Championship this year. And Somerset's manager is a player that I covered for the Syracuse Solcats. His wife I went to school with. His Her uncle gave me my first broadcasting job. So Dan Fiorito and the Martinez, now you've got me all types of twisted. Because now I want to bash the Arizona Fall League. But Dominguez helped them do great this season. So I don't know what to say. I'm just going to throw my hands in the air like an idiot and say, you know what? Knock it off, Arizona Fall League people. That's what I'll say on social media. You, what you mean to say is, Viva the Fall League. Let's go. It's like Roman Arizona Reigns, Fall League. How far am I from Arizona? I, I acknowledge you, Arizona Fall League people. There it is. Finger up. I acknowledge there you. There it is. On the other side, too, the Phillies and Padres. Here, you know what? The Yankee Astro series has actually been like extremely boring, too, because there's no offense. Yeah. There's no tight games. There's no great moments. Well, I got the Phillies and the Padres on the other side where Philly's down by four runs and Reese Hoskins is a superstar taught in the home runs, inventing new murdering baseballs. Tonight, we could potentially see both Philadelphia and Houston punch a ticket. That's the other thing. San Diego and Philadelphia has been great. And Met fan, there you go. The third best team in your divisions that went away from the World Series. Yeah, that, that Philly team is fun to watch, though. Because, like you said, Reese Hoskins is a story, but you got Bryce Harper there. And I just, I love the... We're not losing this game. I just to have to have your your leader just keep walking up to you and telling you we're not losing we're not losing this game. And and it's one thing like you notice I said your leader tell you that because people can tell you that all the time. Like like during the during those games uh, with that team up north that I used to work with, um, I could you know as the as the guy walking around the field with the microphone, I could walk up to Darius Prince and go, "We're not losing this game." And Darius would shove me back and we'd be like, cool. But it wasn't like – he wasn't listening to me because I was the leader of that team. He's listening to me because we're boys. Like, everybody listens to Bryce Harper because he's the leader of that team. And when Bryce Harper says to them, we're not losing this fucking game, they go, you're damn right we're not, Skip. And they go out there and they play their asses off. So I, I have to say that if I could – if there was some kind of, like, magical way for the Yankees to win this thing, to see the Yankees versus the Phillies would probably be this matchup would be one of my favorites going into it. Knowing that it's going to be Houston versus Philly, I'm probably not even going to watch. Ouch. <laughs> I can tell your kids home because your screens are froze. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble guppies oh. are preempting Levac and Goss again. <laughs> Peppa Pig just took over. No, no, no. I hope I hope not. 
Do you want to talk about Lily and David Fine Jewelers, or should we wait? I'm going to hold off on Lily and David Fine Jewelers for now until my screen comes back. Do we want to talk about Syracuse's heartbreaking loss instead? I see. Ian, I get. I get that you're heartbroken by that. I completely understand that. That 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 tore you up a little bit there, Gazi Bear. But I was so impressed with Cuse because they should not have. They should not have been able to do to Clemson what they did to Clemson for what was it three and a half quarters that they just were the hands down better team. And then Clemson got the, you know, they bring in the young kid. He goes off. He plays really well. The team responds to the different guy in there. Um, it, it was, it was a sad ending, but I still feel like Hughes should move up the rankings. I feel like Hughes should be like what? 11, 12, maybe at the worst. Oh, that made me feel better, by the way. You telling me that I should not feel I was devastated. Oh I was just I, I, I was should, just but... oh I was just laying on my living room floor staring up like why did you do this to me? Because <laughs> this is the second it's almost Sean McDonough. Fantastic job on the call yesterday. I know social media will disagree with me. He's a Syracuse alum. He's basically calling out Dino Babers' clock management, the lack yeah. of touches for Sean Tucker, the interesting calls by the official, but he nailed it when he said it's the same time 2018. Syracuse has the lead. Syracuse is going to shock Clemson in Death Valley. There's a few plays that go against them. And that's the difference. I, I know I should feel great that they're 6-1 post-Clemson. But, man, if they beat Clemson, I could have been talking about the college football playoff and the Orange Bowl and everything else. And instead, now I get ready to try to figure out what could happen next for the Orange. I know they got Notre Dame. By the time you listen to this, maybe game day's coming to Syracuse for the Notre Dame game. I don't know. I told Levesque, by the way, too, I said, once we get to the Syracuse rant, I'm sure this is going to get choppy. My Wi-Fi is going to go all over the place and everything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm upset because it was a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. And I'm not going to blame the officials like other Syracuse fans are today. Just give the ball to Sean Tucker. He had five carries, Levesque. Five! Well, he he looked, but he looked beat. Like, he looked tired. How, how did the kids put it? He looked tired AF. He really did. Like, he looked like he had been through a war already by that point. Like, he had that one nice run for, like, seven or eight yards up the middle, bounced around like a pinball. And then you go back to him and his hands on his knees. Like, <laughs> he's me after carrying groceries in. Oh, whew, that was a big one. Oh, you see, I had a cat litter bag on my shoulder and three bags in the other hand and a thing of soda. I was, whew, oh, that's what he looked like. It was bad. <laughs> Oh man, I wanted that one so bad. All right, I get it. Syracuse Ooh. six and one. It, it, right. fact, here's the other thing too. I wish they get rid of divisions. Get rid of divisions because like uh, Syracuse and Clemson, it's really a two game swing because Syracuse and Clemson are in the same division. Right. Now, if we did like the Pac-12, and I know other conferences are going to start moving towards this, you could make a, a really good case that Clemson and Syracuse could face off the ACC title game, and the loser of that game would go to the Orange Bowl. Like, look, there's still a chance that Syracuse, as wild as it is, could go to the Orange Bowl because if Clemson runs the table and goes undefeated and Syracuse beats Wake Forest, and I know North Carolina's in the mix somewhere too, and I know I'm really getting ahead of myself, but look, the, the year is not over. There's some cool stuff that can still happen for Syracuse, and this is an exciting season. It just, God. Let's, it's let's do it. Close. Let's do this. Let's do wins and losses. Okay. So next week, noon on ABC, Cuse host Notre Dame, win or loss? I would say that's a win. Syracuse should be favored in that game. Okay, so seven and one. Then you're at Pitt the following week. Oh, uh, oh I would win. 
win. Uh, Syracuse plays so bad against Pittsburgh historically the last 10 years. I will go win just because it'll be favored in the game. Eight and one. Now you uh, you host Florida State, Jared Verse, you Albany star, now at Florida State, win or loss. Uh, Florida State is so freaking good. Oh, I would say laws. So eight and two at Wake Forest. That is the season defining game. That is it. That is now the most important game on the season for Syracuse. If you got to tell me right now, who do I think is better, Syracuse or Wake Forest? It is triple overtime, fumble away. It is so even right now. That game is in Wake. If that game was in Syracuse, I would give Syracuse the advantage. I will, at this point... Something can change, and Sam Hartman is playing like one of the best players in the country. Read into that quote I just had there. I would give Wake the advantage, and God, I want to rip everything off my walls out of frustration. More of the story, it's nine and three is what I'm getting at. Syracuse could finish nine and three, but it's Wake and and Florida State. And then, so nine and three, because you're saying Boston College is a win? Yeah. Final game of the year. Take that, Boston, Dan. Now, now if I told you before the season started, Houston would be nine and three. You're freaking over, you dude. You're doing your jump. You're doing your freaking yeah. You're doing your we made, we made the dance. You do it. We're going to going Florida crazy. for a December bowl game. We're going back to the right. camping world Duke's Mayo Bowl or whatever. We're going out of right. Tampa to see a game at Raymond James. Yeah. And now you're so sitting here freaking acting like somebody took a dump in your Cheerios over a, a potential nine and three record. In all sincerity, if they end up with like eight, seven, eight wins, you should be over the moon because you were just hoping for six to be bowl eligible. Going to the Pinstripe Bowl or the Fenway Bowl? So. I actually blew a bond when I could go to the Pinstripe Bowl for the for Q's. I still hope to be up there and go to the Pinstripe Bowl, but I'm a little bummed it's not going to be for for a Q's game because you, mm-hmm. me, and TG too. I feel like we'd have a blast. Well, look, they could lose to Notre Dame. They could lose to Wake. They could lose to Florida State. They could lose to Pitt. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're seven and five, and the Pinstripe Bowl is not out of the question. <laughs> See, look how positive you're no, being. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not. No, that is not what I meant. To, no. It's not, it's I'm, I'm playing mental pretzel with guys today. It's fun. Oh, God, man, I'm so. <laughs> you know, and then well, and if everything times out well, like we can get a we get a game or two in with the Arizona Fall League. No, 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 we'll no, <laughs> no. And there's the other thing too, like game day could come. Game day could still come. And then I'm really all types of twisted because I'm like, I'm still heartbroken. You should have been here two weeks ago. We'll see what happens with all that. Who would they, sure. which, which game would they come to though? They'd come to the Notre Dame game because they'd say it's a noon kickoff uh, on ABC. It's Notre Dame. I think Corso let it slip that they were going to be coming to Orlando for UCF. So Corso doesn't have to travel was the rumor that's being reported out there. They were on oh. the considered list. That was a story that broke Friday that Syracuse is being considered, being considered for college game day, which we've talked to Lee Fitting before about the considered list. That's a longer yeah. list than we want to admit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the pinstripe ball. I'm hopeful. Okay. All right. That's good. College. Uh, by the way, the college football Saturday overall, when we look back on this weekend, Alabama wins, but they're no longer the number one team in the country. Ohio State destroyed Iowa. I was is like somebody who doesn't know how to run a video game at this point. And it's also awkward that Kirk Ferentz's son is the offensive coordinator. How can they fire? That's, that's going to be bizarre. Old Miss got slaughtered by LSU in Death Valley. Oregon, double-digit touchdown winners over UCLA. Uh, anything jump out to you? It's, it's not as exciting this past weekend. Maybe Syracuse was the biggest story of the entire national college football scene. 
Oh uh, yeah, well Michigan didn't play, so that was fine. Um, Texas back ish, back adjacent. <laughs> they, they 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 keep looking good and blowing leads. That's right. Penn State looked like they could just do whatever they wanted to to uh, Minnesota. So uh, there's a lot. There was a lot of uh, a lot of good football out there. Ohio State just slapped the crap out of Iowa. In the Big Ten, you're seeing the you're seeing the teams separate. Like with Michigan not having a game. You watch the other one separate and then see where everything goes from there. But um, and you Albany another freaking heartbreaking loss. They get down oh early to Nova and they, they almost come all the way back. And this U Albany team, I just can't quite figure them out. I haven't seen enough in person to really know what I'm talking about. But when you when you see the way these games have unfolded, it's crazy. Like Monmouth's a one score game, Hampton's a one score game, Villanova's a one score game. Like everything, everything's a one score game except for Baylor. Every single game is a one-score game except for Baylor, and it just doesn't it doesn't compute. I know like it's you you try out new quarterbacks. It's still a relatively new offensive system, um, but like knowing the leadership of Greg Gattuso and everything, it's it shocks me that they're they're dropping these one-score games. It's amazing to think about how close that league is year in and year out because 2019, U Albany's a winner in the opening round of the postseason, and they had a very similar season where there were a lot of close games, and then other years under Coach Gattuso's tenure. This has been just like back-to-back weeks, a two-point conversion, man. Two two weeks in a row. Yeah. You all, when you could easily be three and four, and they're one and six. They're that close. You just ran through all the scores there. I feel for the Great Danes because, man, when you're busting your butt like that through the summer and it's just a few plays away, and I know we've covered this way back in August, but it's worth repeating after another tough loss. This program has played three football seasons in 18 months. You had the spring season of 2021. Right. You had the fall season of 2021. Now you've got a fall season of 2022. Man, they were right. so close. Oh, just you, you move on from OC, you know, Jim Sweeney, and then he passes, unfortunately, right, right during this season. A uh, lot of, lot of stuff going on with the Great Danes, and I just hope they finish strong and you know give give those players some something to you know look back favorably on this season for. And even at the smaller schools, like Union has an opportunity next weekend to shock the world because they got Ithaca. And Ithaca and Cortland are both undefeated. You might see the biggest Cortica jug of all time at Yankee Stadium in November because Cortland and Ithaca are both pacing to be undefeated top 10 in the country at Yankee Stadium. But Union could shock them. And Cortland rolled Utica. And Utica fans are like, we should be in the top 25. This is Utica. They got beat by five touchdowns. Sorry, Greg and Utica, who loves talking fantasy. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird, interesting, strange upstate New York college year because Syracuse is overachieving and all these other teams are just so close. I think it's a good year, though, for New York college. Good year for New yeah. York college overall as we get closer to late October. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to be so good to see the Cordica Jug at, at Yankee Stadium. Then Syracuse and the Pinstripe Bowl after they, if they fall apart. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be cool to see it all, all played out at home. Lillian wait, wait, David, wait, wait, wait. hold what, on. What? 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 I, what? I don't. I don't need to hear your nonsense. No, Hobart, by the way, I'm, stinks this year. Come on, Hobart, I'm, coach I'm, the wall. What happened? Hold on, no. This oh, is no. this is this is a question that I think you can answer. No, no. Let's say the pinstripe bowl this year is um, Iowa UCLA. I still can't bet that because it's playing in New York, right? Interesting, you mentioned that. And I, I feel like I should. We both should know this. I don't know. Oh, if I, that, know it. I don't know if that's still a rule. I honestly think it changed with mobile betting. I'm not sure if that's still a thing anymore. 
Well, because I know we can't bet any any New York team, any New York college team. For sure. But like, is it an, is it a game that's played a college game played in the borders of New York? Are we not allowed to bet that? I thought that was the rule. I know that was the rule. And if you went to a brick and mortar, right, like you could not do that. I'm not sure if that's the case anymore. I don't know. I, I honestly, well, I thought well, it changed. Thanks for nothing, went, guys. I know. I thought it changed when it went mobile because there was a sporting event. And I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head right now. I want it. Oh, my goodness. I'm blanking. Well, the NCAA it. finals, we couldn't bet. The tournament. Basketball. March, March Madness, that was in Albany. Yeah. But the yeah. games got canceled that year in COVID. And now yeah, they're coming we, back. We were told we couldn't bet those two, I thought, though. We were definitely told that. I'm almost positive, and I'm so pissed I'm blanking on this. There was something that happened involving New York College. It might have been the Big East Tournament. I think the Big East Tournament was played in Brooklyn in 2022, and you could bet on the Big East Tournament on your phone. I wonder if that – I'm so mad I don't know this rule right now. By the way, DraftKings promo code 518. I believe you can't bet in person on New York sporting events, but you can bet on your phone, and it may have changed when I met mobile. I will check that after the show. I'm – I'm not positive, and I'm sad I don't know that answer. I failed you, as usual. <laughs> Lily and David, Lillian David make it up. Yeah, that's right. They, they will not fail you. Lily and David Fine Jewelers is celebrating their 10th anniversary. Shout out to Alyssa and David and the entire crew there. Wilt, New York, Route 50, the shops of Wilt is where you got to head in, guys. How about up to 60% off selected jewelry this month to celebrate their 10th anniversary? November and December is on the way. Holiday season is on the way. She doesn't have to know how much you saved. Stop into Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Over 600 pieces of jewelry. I know from experience, there's the wedding band right there. I love showing it off. Still getting compliments on the engagement ring that I got. My wonderful wife, who is currently at the store right now, buying, I assume, wonderful groceries for her great family. Lily and David Fine Jewelers can help you start your family today with that big question, the engagement ring, whatever it might be. Don't forget, for wedding bands, two-for-one wedding band sales always going on as well. Shout out to everybody over there. Family owned and operated business. LeVac and I have had that relationship with years with Alyssa, David, and the crew. Now you can start your relationship with them and a future, whatever it might be, holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, and more. Celebrate 10 years of Lily and David Fine Jewelers by visiting them. Route 50, the shops of Wilton, where you stop in. Tell me you heard about God's engagement. Tell me you heard about LeVac telling God that he doesn't know anything about legalized sports wagering anymore. He's Drop the ball here, and Syracuse will play the pinstripe bowl. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. You're number one, guys. You're number one. That looks like your finger there. By the way, that's um, I'm putting the championship ring against Carolina on that finger from, from my buddy Rob Storm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll laugh at it. He'll laugh. He'll laugh. But actually, Rob is getting – Rob Storm, the owner of the, of the uh, Carolina Cobras, is getting a championship ring. Why? What? Because he and Mike Corda had a bet before the game that the winner would make a ring for the loser and the loser had to wear it at owner meetings for like a year. <laughs> That's a great bet. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so at the owner meetings um, a month ago, or two months ago, was it two months? I don't know. It was like, yeah, it was, it was last month. It was, it was September. We're all sitting there and Carolina's over there. Columbus is, is in the middle. And then on the other side is Albany. And Mike just starts yelling out to, to Rob Storm, don't worry, you'll get your ring. I pay my debts. Don't worry. And he's dying. He's laughing his ass off. And Storm is just like, he's laughing, but you can just tell he's pissed. It was great. Those two, the banter between Mike Corda and Rob Storm is, is wait wait until wait until the Lions win one in the NAL 
and I'll jump in that with both feet. But like right now, the banter between the two of them is hysterical. I want my own show with those two. I want those. I'll no, just stand in the middle like you, two yeah. fighters or boxers. Your head would explode. You wouldn't even know what to do with yourself. They'd just go. See, at least those guys have some mutual respect with one another. Like, they, they know what they're doing. They're having fun. It's not like Ursay and Snyder or anything else. Uh, it feels like this week seven theme here for the New York teams. Oh. Wait, hold on. You said that. God. Can you imagine being such an F up that the guy who got arrested with prescription medication that was not his own, other whatever, a gun and, like, money in a fucking car is saying, you don't represent the league well? Like, can you imagine, like, like – like the guy who looks like he legitimately is an extra from Breaking Bad and happens to own the Colts looks at you and goes, "It's a you're a bad look for us. You you need to go." Embarrassing, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's real life. Oh. That's happening right now. It uh, is. The, the, the respect for the New York teams. The Bills are in a bind. They got their win against Kansas City, but mm-hmm. not offering any predictions because I know we're going to get to our picks here in a second. But both. The New York Jets and the New York Giants are underdogs this week, even though they're well ahead of expectations this season. Is it a disrespect? Prove it. Get us our respect. Stick out the chest week for the New York teams in action today. I think every week is going to be that for them. You know what I mean? Like Because I, I was watching a breakdown on which team was better earlier today on ESPN, and they, they did it piece by piece. So it was like quarterback, Daniel Jones right now, better than Zach Wilson. Uh, this is this Jets got a lot, a lot of love, a lot of it, but you see the way they're playing and it's just, it's smart. The coaching is intelligent. The players have bought in for the most part who aren't asking to be traded. Um, it's, it's well coached, smart football that both teams are playing. And I think we all know fans don't go for well coached, smart football. They want flashy. They want in your face. They want ass whoopings. They get bored. Like, you know, people every year, you might be the only person I know who picked Baltimore to win it all this year. Because what does Baltimore do? Smart, non-flashy, winning football. They just go after you. And, and Lamar Jackson makes it flashy, but it's not like the game plan is not, okay, Lamar, um, I want you to one-two me. Your first read's not open. Your second read's not open. Run for your life, but do make it look really cool. <laughs> like, they they, they want to run the football and throw to the tight end and those things. That's what the Giants and Jets are doing right now. They're playing solid defense. They're limiting, like, especially the Jets. What's Zach Wilson getting? Like 10 to 15 pass attempts a game? Like, these are all things that are there. You know, oh, man, I got to get a hold of um, – I have to let my friend know that he should bet on Denzel Mims for an anytime touchdown. <laughs> yes. Let your friend know that quickly. My phone's buzzing for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a great take by you there of it's going to be all season long because I feel like in 2022, and especially with the expansion of people posting their takes and it can be proven right or wrong, the world of freezing cold takes and hot takes, people are more stubborn than ever to get it right. And they want to prove to people that they're right because they went out on a limb and said, this is what I feel like is going to happen. And people want to stick by it and talk about how smart they are. And that's I'm talking about national media more so and like local media reporters and stuff like that. This is a great test. Because they have been underdogs before in other settings, and they've proven people wrong. But if we we did this earlier in the week on the power rankings, we said where do New York Giants and Jets teams at this point in October rank top ten? Both were in ESPN's power rankings top ten, and they should be because of the quality of the opponents both of those teams have beaten so far. So, if anything, 
Why these lines jump out to me is really diaper stinky. My kid had a massive poop earlier before the show. Good job. This is what it feels like right now because neither one of these teams with performances so far this season should be underdogs. Now, I I just got a note here from our guy, Tom, and I know DraftKings is going to have this a little different here in a few minutes. The Jets are likely not going to go off as the underdog anymore. I know that kind of blows up my whole theme of the storyline because Russell Wilson is out today. Brett Rippon is starting. So it's more than likely the Jets will go off as a favorite, but they should have been a favorite with or without Wilson unless the people setting the lines knew something we didn't, which is very possible. I got to be honest with you. I like Broncos' chances more. Me too. Without without Russell. (laughs) All right. You know what? I want to. Ah, that that's such a good you know what let's do it i i I don't think we're gonna ruin our pick by that why do you like their take why do you like them the broncos without wilson just as much as with him today i think buddy hackett is the kind of coach who feels like he needs to feed his star quarterback i think if he's if he has any ability to show me that he's an actual nfl head coach it's today where he puts in the right game plan for his team not the right game plan for his star quarterback that they overpaid and then it's washed up. That and he's just playing bad. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> like, is it? Yeah. You know, the first half it. of last week's game, he looked great. He looked like Russ Wilson. And then he fell apart. He's playing hero ball. He doesn't have the zip on his fastball like he used to. He holds the ball way too long. He's not able to read defenses. He doesn't have the familiarity with the wide receiver group like he did in Seattle. Like he just he's not a superstar right now. And you're still treating him like he is. So now, no one's going to tell you that Mark Ripken's kid is a superstar. Run the ball, play solid defense, and take on a Jets team that does not have the personnel you have. And and if you're any kind of head coach, you should be able to win this game. We'll flip it back to the college discussion we had earlier about the Clemson-Syracuse game. Grande Cinco, big Cinco, big DJ goes to the bench. Debo Sweeney benched him. That's right. He benched him during the game. And they were better off without him on the field because he was making mistakes and it was playing terrible. The offense wasn't as good. That can happen today. Russell Wilson has just flat out been awful. And it's not like a couple turnovers and a couple bet. Everything from scheme to figuring out blitzes to understanding the hack it off. It's just been bad across the board. Now, you and I, besides our wallets, when we invest in games, which is the number one thing we root for, and our favorite teams, you know, one A, one B, depending on how much is being wagered on that. Like, it's our favorite teams, our wagers. Yeah, but but probably number three on what do together Levac and guys root for in sports, besides their favorite teams and money, is chaos. And I want chaos in Denver. I want Rippin to play so well today. I want our pal Zach Bai out in Denver to take phone calls for a week about how Wilson's no longer the guy, how they got to dump a $200 million quarterback. <laughs> I want it. This is better than Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush because Cooper Rush wasn't good enough and the Prescott thing's right. a little different because of age and everything else. Wilson's 10 plus years in the league now. Oh, I want chaos. I want ripping rip it up. beat out of him too. Remember, because he, he has never had an offensive line. No. He's never had, maybe one or two years, maybe the Super Bowl year he had an offensive line. Like, that's about it. That's about it. Wisconsin probably is the best offensive line he's had in 15 years. NC State was probably better than what he's got now. And he don't even know how much he played there before he transferred to Wisconsin. (laughs) And as for the Giants, uh, health has been pretty good. Coaching's been really good. They've been the comeback kids, the cardiac kids. We talk about wagering. Bet Giants when they get down in-game money line bar. (laughs) You know, just play with the money line. Uh, They've done exactly what they need to do. Really good on defense. 
that game plan you just talked about with Rippon has been the Giants offense this season. Don't make mistakes. Figure out other ways to run, although the running back, Saquon versus the Denver Bronco running back, should not even be in the Ooh, same sense. I'll, de- just saw, I'll detach just, that out of the audio side. I just saw a stat. So Jets are 4-2, and two, Giants are 5-1. and one. Both teams have four upset wins. Mm. I'm just saying. All right, back that, into the picks coming up. Let, let's do the picks. We've teased it long enough. Don't forget our picks brought to you by DraftKings. Promo code 518 for more information on how you, your friends, your family members, and more can benefit from our friends at DraftKings. Check out our ticker below. Go back to Tuesday's episode of LeVac and Gaz. Getting there with Gaz and more information on our friends over at DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. Promo code 518. All these What's lines. 518? Over- why is it that? I'm not in the 518. If you're living in Albany, that is our promo code 518. Uh, I that's guess we the, should that's re- not the one. that's not the area code in Albany, Georgia, which I'm very close to. <laughs> Albany, New York. Oh, uh, that that, yes, old that place. Albany. Yes. All that, the that cool Albany. kids have gone south. Last week, Levac posted a record of seven and six, winning week, two and two on locks. About as good as you want when you're winning and locks aren't costing you money. Unlike the old Gazi Bear, who posted oh, a, <laughs> a one and three record on his locks and an incredible three and ten. Three and ten wow. overall for my NFL picks. That's not good. It's not good. It's not, not good. good at all. No. All right. Let's start with the Browns and the Ravens. Ravens, six and a half point favorites at home, over under 47 in this game. I like the Ravens a lot in this game. I think the Ravens are the kind of team that isn't getting the respect they feel like they deserve. Um, the Browns are really talented, but they're Jekyll and Hyde. Like one time I see them go out there and it looks like a team that, that should win no matter who their quarterback is. Another time it's like you're going to lose no matter who your quarterback is. I think the Ravens know that the clock is ticking and they can't keep slipping up on these games like this one. This is a, this is a, this is a feel pretty good if you win, feel pretty terrible if you lose game. I really like the Ravens in this one. Less than a touchdown, I'll lock it in. Give me the Ravens. I can't stand you, Baltimore. I cannot stand this team. I hate them. I bet them to win the Super Bowl. You mentioned earlier in the show. This team is driving me nuts. I keep constantly missing with their bets. They should be. Think about this, LeVac. They should be the best team in the NFL right now. I really believe that because you blew that lead against Buffalo. You should have won that game. You blew the lead against the Giants. You should have won that game. And you think those two losses are bad enough. Remember the Miami game earlier this year where Tua looked like the greatest quarterback in the yeah. history? You should be 6-0. and And now after all those things I say, six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, you're playing Cleveland who got trounced by New England. You know what, Baltimore? You did this to yourself. I'm taking Cleveland with the points. Ooh. Not to win, though. Obviously, Baltimore will win the game. But I'm taking <laughs> Cleveland with the points in this matchup. Give me the brownies. All right, next one on the slate. Lions and Cowboys. Cowboys a seven-point favorite at home, over under 49 and a half. I like the over. I do like the over. I think if the Lions can do anything, it'll be put some points on the board. Um, I think the Cowboys The Cowboys are still a good team. They were poorly coached last week, which doesn't shock me with Mike McCarthy, but it does with Dan Quinn, the defense. Uh, I think this will be a, a hell of a game. Dak's going to try and show out a little bit. I think it's one of those ones where it's it's pretty much a sprint early, and then Dallas figures it out and takes this thing down. As of right now, Dak Prescott is in the warm-ups. We've got no official word whether or not he's he is going thing. to. 
He's doing that right now. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. 49 and a half is tempting. I'm going to mark that right now. I, I know where you're leaning towards that. I just get nervous about Detroit if they can consistently be good on offense because St. Brown had been dealing with an injury. Swift is still out. And I know Jamal Williams looks to be the guy. I will. Oh, this smells like a push. That's seven. I will. I will take Dallas. Here's the thing with Detroit, man. Here's the thing with Detroit. I want to trust you guys. I want you to do well. I've said that all year long. Detroit, we are rooting for you, Dan Campbell. We want you to do well. I cannot take my money and confidence and say you are going to continue to be good when you haven't been good. I'm picking against you every single week until you start winning again. Give me the Cowboys in this one. Packers, Commanders, the battle between two of the least likable quarterbacks, although Carson Wentz's finger is keeping him out for a few weeks. It'll be Taylor Heineke leading the Commanders, four-and-a-half-point dogs at home in the nation's capital, over under 41-and-a-half in this one. You said it earlier, love the chaos. I think Tyler Heineke is going to bring some chaos. He's going to start a controversy. I think Ron Rivera is the kind of guy who just doesn't give an F. And when Heineke goes out and wins in this football game, he will leave Wentz on the bench as long as it takes to get more Ws. Give me Heineke. It's Heineke time. Pop one, kids. Get a nice cold greenie going because it's Heineke time. Commanders win this game. And, and it, they win it. They just win it. That's all there is to it. If I wasn't one of these people who hold nonsensical grudges against teams that I wager against, even though it makes no sense, I would feel so much more excited about this commander game because of what you just said. What does Heineke have to do to be a starter in the NFL? Does he got to get a better agent? Does he got to? We've seen this example time and time again. Cobb and Schaub, two of the ones that jump out to me quickly. Matt Flynn's another guy. Heineke's done better than all those guys, and yet he's not a starter in the NFL. Washington looks at this matchup and says, maybe we made a mistake. Oh. Maybe Heineke's the guy. Heineke played great against the Buccaneers a few seasons. Was it last season, the Super Bowl yeah. season, when that team was below 500 in the postseason? Yeah. Lock in the commanders. Lock Ooh. them in. Four and a half. I'm I'm not as bold as to say they're going to be a money line winner today, but you're giving me four and a half at home with a backup quarterback and the Packers stink. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that as a lock. My first locks of the day, the Commanders. Yeah, by the way, Heineke's the only one of those quarterbacks that anybody likes. Wentz, they hate. Rodgers, they hate. That's, That's right. a thing. That matters. I had someone text me today just moments ago. Uh, ben just texted me and said, Jordan Love's about to tear it up today. I don't think Rodgers is getting injured. We're not doing injury predictions <laughs> on this show, so knock it off. Very funny. Someone clearly not the the Jordan Love's had opportunities, and the only thing he's torn up are his hopes and dreams. Right. That sounds like someone in fantasy is in a two-quarterback league and got a few people on bye <laughs> this week. Who's throwing a Hail Mary in a bye week. Yeah, please right. help. Falcons, Bengals, Bengals, six and a half point favorites at home over under 48. Falcons have not, not covered this year. They have covered every single game this year. I'm going to ride with the Falcons and see if they can keep this trend going. Hopefully I'm not jumping on just a little bit too late. Give me the Falcons plus six and a half. I don't know what to do with that. I had the same thing I was going to lead off with. It'd be like Atlanta has covered every single game this season. So how does that work when people start setting the lines? So they say, okay, Everybody now has this knowledge. Do we have to get people off the Falcons because people are going to jump on the Falcons? But six and a half is a perfect number because Cincinnati is better than Atlanta. Atlanta has found way. That San Francisco win was huge for the Falcons. They should be talked about as a playoff team right now. I'm not doing it. 
I'm not biting on Atlanta. I'm not doing it. I'll take Cincinnati. You know, we have tons of fun about the three-point Bengal team. Cincinnati, we mentioned Baltimore blowing games this season. The Bengals have blown some games this season, too. Who day? Not who dat. It's who day for the Bengals. I'll who take day? Joe Burrow. Who day think going to beat them Bengals? I'll take them in this matchup. My Buccaneers take on the Panthers. An incredible streak continues. We're still seven weeks into the NFL year. I have not gotten a Buccaneer game right. It is 0-6. This is incredible. A streak unlike anything we've seen before. The Panthers are a 13-point dog at home. Over-unders 38-and-a-half. A divisional game. Two touchdowns. A backup quarterback. A new coach for Carolina. Well, back, I'll let you lead off with this one. No, 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 because I'm on the fence. You go first so I can just oh, go against God. you. Okay. Uh, I had Carolina as a lock last week. And if you know our pick segment over the last few years, if I have a team as a lock and they do not hit that week, you can guarantee I will be betting against them the following week. And now they're playing against my favorite team and the Buccaneers have owned Carolina and it's P.J. Walker and not Sam Darnold. And they traded away Christian McCaffrey and, you, and Robbie Anderson got thrown off the team. DJ Moore's probably going to be jogging his routes this week. Be like, no, nope, I'm good. Pass. I'm out. See ya. Go watch CJ Stroud playing college. We're good. Carolina quitting on the season. I will take my Buccaneers. I'll take Carolina simply because you took the Buccaneers and you cannot pick those games. That's the only, I wasn't sure which way I wanted to go. Thank you. I feel better now. Titans and Colts. The Titans are a two and a half point favorite at home over under 43. I hate the Titans. Uh, really hate the Titans. Colts just let me down. Colts are a poorly built team, considering how good they are. Like they have talent. They have they have potentially the best running back in the game when he's healthy. Potentially the best linebacker in the game when he's healthy. Uh, Matt Ryan. I, I don't know why you will get him when you have other options that aren't seventy five years old. Um, Tennessee. I did, Ryan Turdehill sucks, but you do have Derrick Henry. You do have a team that seems to be answering the bell lately. I'm going to take Tennessee, just not feel great about it. There was a joke nationally in the mid-2010 decade that every AFC team is exactly the same. These teams are exactly the same. Good running back, quarterback that's overrated, blowing games in the fourth quarter. I will take Tennessee as well. This will be the best game in the 1 o'clock window. How about that hot take? Best game in the 1 o'clock window is Colts Titans. Hmm. And your wife right. starting to go again. <laughs> Titans, Titans, Texans, Raiders, Raiders, seven point fade over under 46 and a half. See, all right, this is one of those ones I'm going to pick with my heart and with an ultimatum, right? So the Raiders are a touchdown favorite over an inferior Texans team. The Texans historically play the Raiders very, very tough. I was there for the one game where they, where they beat the Raiders and it was like a last second play and stuff. So here's the deal. I'm taking the Raiders. I'm laying the seven. And Josh McDaniels, this is your chance to prove that you are an NFL head coach. You had an extra week to prepare for the guy who's got E.T.'s neck. You had an extra week to prepare for a team that has been handed around to any coach that didn't have another thing to do this weekend. Like you, you have to go in and annihilate the Texans. You need to win by 10 points minimum because you had so much time to prepare for them. Lovey Smith, hell of a coach. I think he's I think he's maybe an underrated coach. I know we're picking on still this is this is a team you have to beat. You basically have to stop Pierce from running the football, and you should win this game. 
give me the Raiders. And if the Raiders do not win this game and do not cover this game, my good friend Josh McDaniels may be getting a phone call. It's a weird one for me, too. I like the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders, but it feels like the Raiders win big, like you're talking about, if it's lower scoring. And what I mean by that is that if Houston knows talent-wise they're not as good as the Raiders, they should just pound the football with Pierce all game long. Like, he has turned into the star of fantasy, I guess, early on, the the dark horse, whatever term we want to use for that. Guy who I get the most trade requests for, even though I'm not going to give him up for crap. Right. If, If Vegas is up, like, 10 at halftime just run the clock out bella check in dare i say you know don't do anything fancy eat that clock up a little bit so raiders win and it's almost uh, here's a nice one for you like i would parlay a raiders seven with the under i I think that's how the raiders do that they got to play a low scoring game to beat houston it it feels like it should be the opposite but it's more about controlling that clock because houston's going to want to try to win the game doing that too don't forget the raiders are one and four this year all four losses are one score games. Their only win is a is is a multiple score game. Chiefs, Niners, Niners one point dog at home over under 49 in this game. I went back and forth on this one. I waffled a little bit, but I, I think the, the trade for McCaffrey I think makes a difference. I, I think that run CMC and not just for him and what he brings to this team, because I don't even know how much of a factor he'll be this week based on you know, being traded, moving across, doing all the things. But I think if you're the Niners, you're looking around right now going, they believe in us because they went and got us another piece. They could have easily said, Lance is hurt. Let's throw this season away. We'll get another draft pick. We'll add another weapon in the draft. We'll add another defense player. We'll do whatever. No, they went and got one of the most explosive offensive weapons that I keep hearing 53 and a third from everybody this week. Because they're going to make you defend the entire 53 and a third, the the length, the width of the football field. And it's real. I think the Niners get this done now because of the run CMC deal, because they're going to – Shanahan's got another toy to play with. He's, he's already one of the best offensive minds in football, and now he's got a Debo Samuel who is the best running back wide receiver, and now he's got the best wide receiver running back in Christian McCaffrey, and he's got Kittle who can do it all. So – I think this is going to be the Niners, and then God help us all because the Chiefs have been clearing up cap space anyway. The Chiefs have announced earlier today that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will not start. It's a healthy move to the bench. They're turning to the young rookie from Rutgers, Pacheo. We're going to get the start, the number one out of the backfield. I want San Francisco to win. I know. I want San Francisco to win. I think uh, San Fran, you laid it out a lot there. They're aggressive. They think it's an all-in season with a backup quarterback, which the irony there is interesting. And as you know, I bet the Chiefs would miss the postseason, and eventually I'm going to have to give that up. This is probably the week where I have to stop being stubborn and just realize Kansas City is really good. Oh, man, Kansas City is better than San Francisco, though. No, 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 no. I'm taking the Niners. One more time, San Fran. I'll take you. And I'll say this. This is the best game of the entire week. Best game, week seven. If your team's on a bye week, this is the game you should try to watch start to finish. It's that good. It's going to be an awesome game between those two teams. Seahawks, Chargers, Chargers, a five-point favorite at home in L.A., over under 51 in this game. Chargers are the most overrated team in football. Seahawks, possibly the most underrated team in football. Did you say it's five and a half now? Uh, just five. Just five? Oh, I was trying to get that half out of you. Lock in the Seahawks plus the five for me. I'll take the Seahawks. Chargers, overrated. They are poopy. Seahawks are good. And uh, they're they're underrated. So Seahawks plus points. Let's go. 
if someone told me that the Falcons and Seahawks, Seahawks let's fly. Someone told me the Seahawks had covered every game, I would have believed you. Not the Falcons, because they keep overachieving. I'm taking the Chargers again. Are they gonna fight me again? Are they gonna are they gonna kill me? I'm, I'm really starting Seahawks. to hope you have a three and ten week again. I really am. <laughs> Give me the Chargers. The Seahawks can't be this good this long. I don't believe it. Chargers, pick, don't blow it for me. Late night game, Dolphins, seven and a half point favorites over under 44 and a half against Pittsburgh. I hate this game. I hate this game so much. I have no idea what to do with it. I'll take Pittsburgh because I hate the Dolphins. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Oh, can I? Uh, seven and a half. I don't like that line either. Ugh. This should have been flexed down. They should have put San Fran and Kansas City or the Jets in this spot anyways. This is not the best game. I will t- any other game would have been better. But it's Tua versus Pickett. You can sell it that way. I'll take Miami because I feel like a lot of people are going to look at Pittsburgh upsetting Tampa and think they're a whole different team because of that victory. I feel like that loss was more about Tampa's overlooking Pittsburgh. Miami won't do that. Give me the Dolphins and all seven and a half in that game. All right, let's flip to the New York team, Slovak. Let's lead off with the Giants taking on the Jags. Jags, three-point favorites at home, over under 44 in this one. This is a lock that I know is going to get me the most crap. This is a lock that's going to get me abused because when I pick against the Giants, Giants fans like our friend Lindsay, like Mike Corda, um, they get all pissy and butt hurt that I that I had the nerve to pick against their team. This isn't about Big Blue. This isn't about whatever freaking color the Jags are, the Agua, Dark Aqua, whatever the friggin' is. This is about Green. Three point favorite against a team with a far superior record that is getting more press, tells me Vinny the Fish and the rest of the dudes in Vegas are going, yeah, you should totally bet the uh, Giants. The Giants are a good play for you. Go ahead, do the Giants. It'll be great for you. They want you to bet the Giants. I'm taking the Jags. They zig, I zag. They jig, I jag. However you want to do it. Jags are a lock for me. I'll lay the three points. I gave you a little spoiler alert via text earlier this week, and I said, these are the five lines that stink the loudest to me this week. I told you San Diego State, Nevada under hit. Uh, I told you LSU, Old Miss, LSU hit Ohio State. I did not wager on this one. Ohio State, Iowa. How the hell is it a 30 point spread when Iowa's defense is good? That one hit. So does that have any correlation between my pros picks? I have no idea, but I know when I had that text message, it also involved this game for the fourth time this season, Levac and guys have a lock together. Give us the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give us the Jags. Uh, what is our record? Where is our record we locked together? It's probably two and one, three. Two and one. Two and one. <laughs> two and one. All right, let's go three and one. Let's go three and one. Here we go. Uh, Levac, I did skip a game. I did skip a game. I just okay. noticed this. I know we went to the New York games. I did for our guy John Danielle and Patriot fans. We did skip Patriots Bears. Monday That's night. tomorrow. The Patriots are an eight-point favorite at home, over under 40. So before we give you the Jets game, let's do Monday night football. Patriots Bears. Listen, I got an extended period of time with Darth Hoodie having a chance to pick apart a rookie head coach and a, a you know underutilized kind of green quarterback. It's going to be twenty-five. I'm taking the Patriots. I think I think it's going to be one of those situations where you just see you see the difference of 
what a head coach like Belichick brings to the table. Plus, he gets to pass a milestone um, and be one of the all. What, is it all-time winning head coach after this? Yeah, like like this is this is Pat's all day long locking in. Unbelievable. This is our second lock back-to-back games. I know you teased this on Tuesday, so it feels like this one's more of a bandwagon thing for me, but I get it. The Patriots have a third-string quarterback playing. They have a third stringer. People are still looking at New England and wondering. I feel like I'm going to bite on this because New England should maybe people say, oh, everyone's going to bet on New England. It makes too much. It's New England. Like, that's the answer. I, I can't figure. I had Chicago week one against San Fran. I loved that play. This is not the same thing. That is apples and oranges. New England, I'm with you. Lock it in. I don't know how Chicago scores more than 20. If you could take an under team point on Chicago, take that. We are back-to-back with locks here. I don't know if we're going to finish with three straight locks, but we got the Jets. I think I've got – I think that's all of mine right now. All mine are out there. All right, so we got the Jets and the Broncos. The Broncos are a two-point underdog now at this moment, 36-and-a-half. By the way, the 36 and a half here is the lowest, the lowest over under of the season of the games that hit that number so far of the last 20 times, the under is hit 13 of the 20 times. So just a note there for that game again. Now a two point dog Denver at home with the news of Russell Wilson out. Where do you lean in this game? I got to take the Broncos. I don't want to take the Broncos, but I got to take the Broncos. Jets are playing very, very well, but with everything they've got to do, got to go to Denver, high altitude, blah, 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 in the spread. Um, everything is telling you that the Jets should probably be favored in this game, you would think, but no, it's Denver, so I got to take Denver, and I don't feel good about it. I don't like Denver at all. They suck. It's covered so- in goose crap. I'm so stubborn here. I would do a ladder bet. So, you know, like you take the money line, you take the spread. And I, in my ladder, I like to do minus two and a half because it's rare you win by one or two. I would do three bets on Denver today. And then the reason I said it was stubborn is because I was going to take, that's the other line I texted you about that stunk out loud was this yeah. Denver, New York game. Jet fans, uh, whether it's our guy Rigney, whether it's Ryan McCarthy, who are, the Jet fans, I want to give us great. My cousin, Justin and Connor, huge Jet fans. You want to, Chad, of course, from the hideaway. You want to rip yep. me for this pick picking against your Jets? Fine. The number makes no sense. It should be bigger. Denver's awful. Something is not right about this game. Give me the Broncos. And that is my fourth and final lock. So my locks again. I'm betting the Broncos. I'm betting the Jaguars. I'm betting the Patriots and the Commanders against the Packers. Those are my four locks this week. Hold on. I just want to look at something real quick as a spread. I want to see if I can convince myself to go against the Broncos. Give me All right. While you look at that, just a programming reminder, be on the lookout. It's likely Tuesday's show here will be on tape because of our wonderful guy out in Georgia, which, is no, no, which is no problem for most people who listen on tape. So just get ready. Probably not a live show coming Tuesday. And then again, we'll be live and in person. Our weekend show, no weekend show next week, is we're going to be doing our picks Thursday, October 27th for Mohawk Honda. Scheduled start time, 4 o'clock. When we're live, we'll see if that changes. How, so wait, Broncos open as a two-point favorite. Now they're a two-and-a-half-point underdog? With the with the news of Russell Wilson, yep. All right, yeah. All right, I'll leave it where it is. I'll go with Broncos. But I was hoping it was like one big jump because that means that smart money, and then I can go with the Jets. I'm not going to put any real money on that game. I'll put All a right. little bit. but, but not, Well, I mean, I can't put anything. I'm in freaking Georgia. But, I love you guys here. It's beautiful. The weather's nice. The people are pleasant. You can't bet online. Thought you could bet online in Alabama? 
You got to go to like a retail location. You got to go to a casino to bet. It's only brick and mortar rules. I don't have time for all that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So no, I'm out. All right, so it's not a lock. I'm out. What were your final locks, if you remember? My locks. Baltimore, give me the Ravens, laying the six and a half. Jacksonville, minus three. The Seahawks, plus five. And the New England Patriots, minus eight. Those are my locks for this week. Back-to-back weeks, we've had two locks together. So five times this season. Last week, we went one and one together on our locks. Let's see if we can go 2-0 and finally this week. I would like that. I would like to go 2-0, and especially because I'm smart. So. Um, so do you want to do a little Q&A? Yeah, we got a lot of NAL questions here for you. Hang on. I know some of this did we you, covered earlier in the show. Dave so. Williams again. I don't see NAL on the agenda. Dave, we always end up talking NAL. Just listen to the watch the freaking show. Just rewind, Dave. Time your tits, Dave. Time your tits. Uh, we'll do our guy, Tommy, here. Tommy Gross. After, after watching the NAL schedule, my prayers were answered. The Empire's home opener is against that team you are now with down south. And after we beat you again to make the record 0-6 against us, 0-1 in your tenure. Um, listen, we all know that the Empire has never won a game without me there. And uh, they won't win that game because uh, I'll be there, but I'll be there in blue. So uh, go Lions. I'm the Lion King. Roar, roar, mother effer, roar. Uh, yeah, I'll leave. I'm I'm a proud supporter of the Albany Empire, so I'm with you, Tommy Gross. There you go. I've got eight. This is so stupid. I hate being in these threads sometimes on Twitter that make no sense. I've gotten. Are you in this thread about who's your favorite tight end in history? No, thank God. Or at least I'm just not paying attention to it. I've got about six tight ends. Who are your favorite tight end in history? Because today, I guess, is National Tight End Day. We've got Todd Heap. We've got Will Disley, who clearly someone's starting on their fantasy team. Luke Wilson, Noah Fant. Uh, have you ever sat down and thought who your favorite tight end is in history? I think it's Christy Brinkley. Um, I don't know. My favorite is former Might Salve be J-Lo. J-Lo. <laughs> former Salve Bearcat in New York Jet, Joe Kowaluski, who played in two NFL games and scored a touchdown in one. There's my favorite tight end. Um, I, 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 obviously, you know who my favorite tight end is. Derek Brown, motherfucker. That's right. That's Derek dude. Brown's number That's two. guy. That's right. How would it not be DB? That's my DB. dude. Answer my text this week. Let's get you on getting there with guys for the Notre Dame Syracuse week. I know you're busy doing a bunch of stuff. You want me to call him? I might text you Monday to ask. <laughs> All right. One more. One more. Because I know we're getting close to kickoff here. Just yeah. saw the Empire schedule. Our guy, Philly Wish. How does a team with a week one buy happen? And why are there three buys in seven games? Uh, arena availability. Um, the, the way the arena availability worked, they did that. And to be and to be honest with you too, like I did, I kind of it was half joking, but I did say to the commissioner and and the people at, at the owners committee that um, my game should be a standalone game to start the season because all anyone like really cares about is me. <laughs> and I thought it would just be funny and, and um, it, you know it was like bar talk kind of thing. Um, it was at the hotel whenever he was getting in, like the original the original like greeting cocktail hour, and. Um, I don't know if that's actually why it finally why it really happened, but it definitely happened. So that's there. And then the three bye weeks, it's where they fit. Again, again it's scheduling situations. It's like the, each arena, the, the guys who put the schedule together have to look at are the arena schedules for eight different arenas, the teams, where they fit against each other. And meanwhile, while you do this, like if you take like over a week, arenas start trying to pull back dates. So then the process starts all over again. So that's why you have the three extra bye weeks. That's why they wear the, the extra bye weeks. That's why they where they are. 
And that's why we are the standalone game to start the season. Availability and San Antonio needed to uh, get their ass whooped early, I guess. So I love I love my people down there. Don't get me wrong. Carlos, you're a good dude. I'm going to whoop that ass. Phil Barnett's down there. Love you, buddy. I think there's a there's a I, I saw some film. Former former Albany Empire player and coach Jay Rich might be coaching down there now. Oh yeah. So but looking forward to whooping that ass. Philly Wish just felt like mean Gene Okerlund just setting you up for a promo there. That's what that felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Let me like tell you it. something, Philly. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Everybody knows that everybody wants to see the Lion King lead the Columbus Lions. In a big victory over those filthy, stinking San Antonio gunslingers. Gunslingers, you can bring bats. You can bring knives. You can bring your guns. It won't matter because you're getting eaten by the lions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dig it. All right, dude. I'm going to talk the rest of the day. (laughs) (coughs) I will see you next week. Enjoy the games. Uh, We'll talk again soon. Yeah, I'll think about it. Uh, Advice for you. Um, It's... dress in layers when you come to Georgia. It's like 40 degrees in the morning and then 95 by noon. So it's just be ready to the the hoodie peel. We did the open tryouts. I walked around in shorts. Everybody thought I was freaking crazy. And then I was a genius. It happens that way. That's my advice to you. Just remember, I may look freaking crazy, but I'm actually a genius. <laughs>